We are going to chat to Yonala Diko. Um, he is the ANC spokesperson in the Western Cape. He's going to talk to us about his writing for the Daily Maverick. Right? I don't know if he wants to wear his ANC hat on this one, but he wrote an article calling for a bigger, well, actually a parliamentary commission of inquiry into the big four banks. You know the bank collusion issue for us here at this show was not a surprise. Molly, how long have we been talking about banks and how evil they are? Over a few years now, right? As long as I've been sitting in this chair, banks are evil, folks. And I would imagine they'll sue me now for that. But something about banking, the institution, the long-standing, um, not just collusion, that, that whole setup of the bank, you give them your money, they then charge you to look after your money, right? They then make investments with your money. They hold debt. They put you into debt. What is it about banks? It makes one very, very uncomfortable. Yonela Diko, welcome to Cape Talk. I hope you can hear me because I can't switch you on. Can I not switch him on from my side? Can I get him on? Yonela. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're clear from my side. Uh, it is good to, to speak to you, my brother. I miss yeah, our days yeah. sitting right next to each other, shoulder know, to shoulder. I know. I know. Yeah. Awesome so, days. Awesome days. Awesome days. No, no, it was it was fantastic. I had the privilege of being right next to this young gentleman during the 2014 national election. What I learned is that he has got a big brain. He is <laughs> capable of thinking beyond the party. I hope he can do that now, now that they've put him in a boxed position. But your writing is what's helping us also get um, a, a slice of that, that deeper thinking. What made you write this piece and call for the commission of inquiry into the big four banks, beyond just the collusion part? Of it? Yeah, well, uh, first of all, let me, let me thank uh, Cape Talk and your team for giving me this opportunity to actually expand on my writing uh, at the, in the Daily Maverick. I think you've noticed I've got a weekly column there. Mm-hmm. Um, look, the, the point of departure for, for, for us is that we've been trying to understand some of the reasons for what you call oligopolies in different industries. So you would have a top four, top five in the banking, top four, top five in construction, top four, top five in, in mining. How do you arrive at a stage where a particular industry is controlled only by top four, top five companies? Now, as a student of economics, of course, uh, you, you then begin from that point where if a market is working properly, wherever profit is being made, it will attract new players. So whenever you have a situation where there is profit that, that is being made, huge profits that are being made, but you remain in an industry with only top five, top, top six, top, mm. top four companies, something is wrong there. And according to Nobel economists like uh, Joseph Stiglitz, who have, who have actually won Nobels for this, this kind of thinking, this kind of analysis, if I can make a simpler example, if, for example, you get out of, let's say, your office there and you decide to sell apples, for example, outside your office, let's say you sell them for five rent and your profit is three rent, and then you start making profit, other people are like, wow, then another person comes and sells next to you. And then they decide I'm going to sell it for 4 and 50 you know, so that I can pull some of your customers, some of your customers to myself. Then I realize I'm losing some customers, I take the price to 4 rand. 
Then he realizes losing customers. Then we have this, it's called a, a, a race to the bottom of prices, where we keep reducing prices to attract customers. That's how market works. It works to the benefit of the customer because the customer in all this race keeps getting a cheaper price. Yeah, should but get a benefit. Should get a benefit. But now what happens is that as the new players coming in, the price goes to, there's this race to the bottom. Then we decide as the people who are selling Apple View, guys, we are actually on a race to the bottom. Let's, in order for us to retain our profits, let's then decide that we're going to set the price at three rands of profit. That is markup of three rands. And, and as a result, we're not going to compete with one another. Either a person will go to me or to you, but they'll find the same price. We're trying mm. to protect our profits. That is called market distortion. You're distorting the market, and it harms the customer. It harms the market in a sense that now whenever new players come in, these two or three guys who are talking to one another who are not supposed to be talking to one another because they're supposed to be competing. They start controlling the price. They reduce it to, to make sure that the new guy doesn't make money. They push him out. He goes out of business. I think Coca-Cola does that a lot. That's why Pepsi can't make it in South Africa. <laughs> but whenever Pepsi wants to come, you get a two-liter selling for 10 rand. I think the two-liter now is selling for 13 rand. They're trying to kick out other yeah. uh, new entries into the market. So that's Take- what really causes yeah. Take a breath then. And yes. let's ponder not just what you're saying, but your sure. your reasoning for saying that the people need to benefit. So the consumer yeah. needs to benefit. Banks yeah. serve people in a very unique way. I was talking about it at the beginning of this discussion, how sure. we have always sold this very um, strong statement that banks are evil. Watch out, Mali, they're coming for us. So we say banks are evil because we think they built on an archaic system that you're describing there of taking people's money, overcharging them, finding every way to squeeze something out of the pennies that you've given them and to make more money on debt, on derivatives, on giving loans to people who can't make the repayments. So that structure is there. We're going to take an ad break. We come back. I want to ask you, Aladico, how he sees a, a larger parliamentary commission into the banking system, into the big four, and into really what you are saying is a monopolized financial structure. This system, yeah. is it, and, and I want you, the listener, to tell me, is it serving or hurting you? You can do so on WhatsApp if you want to send us a voice note, 072 that's 072-5671-567. Or you can call us. Don't be afraid. No one, right, is going to get at your bank account. You need to be honest about how the banks serve or do not serve you. And if you're a bank employee and you want to tell us of all the things that you think banks are doing, maybe you're an expert in the financial sector. And you can tell us we're all talking hogwash, that our perceptions are wrong. Tell us then. Most importantly, we're speaking to Yonala Diko. He is the ANC spokesperson in the Western Cape, but also a columnist for the Daily Maverick. Yonala, we're joined by Tseko in Grassy Park. Tseko, are you oh. with us? Ah, cool. I'm still here, brother. How's it? Okay. What oh, is cool. your Tseko, what is your, your question or statement on this issue of banks? All right, cool. Uh, let me say I'm not that much of a financial corner, but for all I know is that the bank is charging my money. I put in 100 rand when I go back to get it, it's 70 rand. Anyhow, 
That's what's uh, happening to me, brother. <laughs> That's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I put in, I put in 10 rand, I get back 8 rand. Uh, my man, you can't even get it out. Where do they take it? Nobody knows. Uh, however, my point is because uh, the gentleman, uh, even into the gentleman on the other side anyway, uh, it's from the government. So this is not my like original idea, but I had someone talking about it and I thought, oh, maybe there's something there. Uh, his suggestion was, how about the government take whatever money that they spend on social grant, ne? and then they invest it back into, let's say, like uh, for example, they put in 200, maybe to 500,000 for each and every grant uh, recipient. Ne? And then the banks take the duty of paying the social grant represent uh, those who received social grant from the interest which will be gained by the money which the government has invested into the into the into the banks so in that way we'll be getting back to the uh, to the bank meaning they'll be giving they'll, it will be their duty now to pay uh the social grant recipient whereas that 200 or 500,000 rent will still be safe and then after a certain okay. time yeah sure so i'm not exactly sure how doable is that and what are the policies? Well, well, it's it's an economic principle. Mm. Put a lot of money in, and then use the interest to pay, right? Sure. So yeah, you're yeah. saying if the government put one trillion rand in the bank, that one trillion rand produces two hundred million or whatever it is per month, and that gets used to pay social grants. Yeah, I think exactly. it's a lovely idea, and there is yeah. a bank for it, but it's called the Reserve Bank. <laughs> yeah, Nala, I'm sure that's yeah. what the government's thinking, how to operate of its debt. Checo, are you going to listen to your Nala's answer? Or um, yeah, can I can I let you listen at home because we've got Bruce on holding on as well? All right, so I know I listen on the radio, not a problem. Thank, thank you, brother. You listen on the radio. Thank you, brother. Okay, Yonala, what's your response? Uh, well, first of all, I think it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good idea, but here's a problem with it. Um, you know, when it comes to uh, government money, I suppose it's similar to pension. You want to put it, the, the, preferably the only thing you can invest the money on is on bonds. And bonds, mm-hmm. uh, bonds do not really have high returns because they are secured. Imagine, for example, now you had three, four banks that went down in, 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 uh, in London in 2008. You had another series of banks that went down in, uh, in the U.S. that needed money from government to actually bail them out. So you do not ever want to put money that people depend on for their livelihood, like 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 even pension for those and, and the old age pension, on something that is a little riskier. Um, so it, it, it's always a question on government that uh, if the government does choose to invest people's money, that is as, as real as monthly income that comes in. It can't be on some on, a, on shaky ground that uh, the banks in some other month might say, no, we lent too much money to that guy. He didn't return our money, mm. so we, we might not be able now. Because the banks, they don't sit with money. They lend it out so that they can make more money. So you give them the money. They don't leave it in some vault. They actually take it out immediately and charge more interest than the one that uh, you'll be getting. So it, it, it's a bit of a of shaky ground, and government would not uh, legally be allowed to put uh, people's livelihood at risk. That's why yep. even, gener- yeah, even generally uh, uh, you, you have to measure uh, you've got low risk, medium risk, high risk, uh, but still anything that's got to do with pensions, 
uh, government pensions. With, you wouldn't uh, risk it on the open market. You, you do not want to risk it on but the open some market. But some of it is invested. Yeah. Some of it is invested, eh? Yeah, yeah, Some of it is invested through the, what's the thing called, the uh, uh, government. There's a, there's a certain investment. Some time goes to jail. Yeah. Sorry, Bruce, you, we're going to come to you now. I'm just wondering, how does government invest its money? We should actually bring an investment uh, expert on as well. Yanala, let's say hello to Bruce. He's calling us from Randburg. I don't know, uh, Bruce. Are you spying on us again? In Joburg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we wake them up everywhere, you know. And by the way, you can audio stream us on DSTV yeah, no, no, as well. DSTV, yeah. Look, Vernon, you awesome. know you, you uh, look up. Uh, I like you, Vernon, but come on, you you want to destroy the entire capitalist system? But look, uh, it's all evil, Bruce. <laughs> no, but listen, Ask the Chinese. It's all evil. Now look, Vernon, your guest has put effort in, but I'm just going to tell you that it will not work in the banks. Okay, so, but there is, don't get me wrong, I appreciate the idea, but just, just hear me out for a second. So each bank is separate. They've got a number. So Standard Bank, for starters, uh, is the biggest bank, the biggest number. But let's take these three banks that colluded. Start with Investec. You know, Investec, just, just, just with Investec, 6,000 people. The 12 divisions, the largest is private banking. These guys came, came over currency. Whatever they did, they will pay the fine. But but let's be fair for a second. The private sector hires. I'll be honest with you. The guys that work in Vestex, the Jews, the financiers, they are some of the sharpest minds in South Africa. That's why they get paid the big bucks. You can't approach the banks with an idea. Because you know what's happening? All the banks do. You look at the private, the public sector. Guys, there's billions being hemorrhaged out the public sector. I, I promise you the one. If, if, if that can't be addressed, you can't lecture the banks, despite this. But here's the thing. You're not... Yeah, I mean, what would be the further thing? Because there's no way the banks are going to ch- listen to government. Start your own. Okay, here's what you could do. Start your own bank. If that succeeds. Oh, that's coming. <laughs> that's coming. Yonella knows that's coming. A state <laughs> bank is coming. Yeah, but, but government, I promise you, there's, there's um, and I mean it's your guess, that we, we can't fix the country without that. You know the deficit. So in other words, we all yeah. linked in this together. But the debt. I take the parastatal. But hold on, I'm going to ask you to pause, Bruce, because yeah. we got sure. limited time. But your sure. bottom line is, you you think what Yonella is asking for taking on the big banks is never. is is not never going to work? Is never going to work? Do you think they're untouchable? No, not untouchable. Just think about why would the, the some of the sharpest mm. financial minds be fair? Why would that who, who from government? is going to tell them what to do? All the debt. Just think. Would you build give your building plans to someone? Honestly, his house is leaking. Mm. That was fixed. I think then, you're giving. I think you're giving banks too much credit, Bruce. And they aren't. <laughs> they are not. They are not too big. They're not too big to fail. I, I, I'm going to compare banks to a small cell phone company called Nokia, and tell you that if you don't change the way you're thinking, that business disruption in the financial system it's happening already, brother. But I mean, none of us go to banks anymore. How many people fact, will literally walk in, into a yeah. bank? So, so in, even the operating yeah, system is changing. But let me bring your Nala back. Your yeah. Nala, in Bruce fact, tells you you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, in fact, that's the problem we have where um, some of the brilliant minds. Is that Bruce? Sorry, that, that was Bruce. I think he's, he's listening to us, hopefully on DSTV, which we must oh, remind okay. you because our bosses say it's the best place to listen DSTV. <laughs> If only I could I afford it. it, then I too could listen. Out, out, out. Come on, Yanala, yeah. tell us now why Bruce was wrong. He thinks you're <laughs> wrong. 
Now, first of all, I think that emphasizes the fact that you have some of the brilliant minds instead of expanding the pool of banks using their brilliance, they are, uh, you, they are taken over by the big banks. That, that already is a problem that somehow uh, you've got people who have the brains, who have the thinking, who have the capital, but somehow instead of expanding the pool of banks, for example, if you look at in London, for example, you've got more banks than here, and the ATMs actually don't charge uh, when you withdraw. They've reached mm. that level that some costs have been taken away. But in South Africa, because we've got this oligopoly, you still have you still have uh, uh, banks that have bank charges for ATMs for withdrawing money over the counter. You've got ridiculous charges for credit cards. So you've got all these charges that are still there, and you can't do much about it because when you go to Standard Bank, it's the same charges. You go to S&P, it's the same charges. You go to the other bank, it's the same charges because there is a, a sense of agreement uh, that they have, which they're, they're not supposed to have. Mm-hmm. So the government has to find a way to break the back of this oligopoly and free the brilliant minds that Bruce no. is talking about to start... Uh, other banks. You are in the middle of that. Tell us now, inside the leading party in this country, inside the African National Congress, when the president says there's going to be radical economic transformation, please tell us in practical terms, how are we going to see and feel that? Is it going to happen in our lifetime? It will. It will. And, and I think uh, a, a lot has already happened. You know, you know if I look, for example, at um, uh, UCT. UCT opened its doors in 1826. And for, for 200 years, they've only been, or at least before black people came in, they could only produce 11 PhDs a year. 11. That's almost a waste of, of, of resources and years. But in the 23 years that the ANC has been in government, they have quadrupled that number to show that when you open the doors for people to come in and play, uh, the numbers multiply. And, and in a way, that's radicalism. Now, to, the point is that government is going to be radical, but government is going to have to come into the market and sort of be the muscle player instead of trying to, to destroy this. Because people have fears, people like Bruce have fears that government mm. will come and mess up the things. No. Government, as you said, that if government goes into the mining industry, they might come and start a, a mining company that's got the muscle of government and it's going to start uh, to, to shake the industry a bit and pull in new players and break it down and even create other companies. Because that's the idea that the government is not going to come and bully everyone that's going to come as a player in the industry, which in a way is acceptable in market terms. Come in as government, be a player, but change the rules by muscling with the, gov- with the, with the government. Well, so but but you've got to be an up, effective yeah. player, though. I yeah. could chat to you all night about this. I think we are going to speak to you in the very near future because we also want to talk about what's going on in the Western Cape. You will Indeed. find out we're going to talk about the real state of the province after midnight when we talk sure. to reclaim the cities. Um, oh, I was about to say her name and I've almost lost her. <laughs> Sheila, Sheila Madakane joins us. She's from Reclaim the City. Um, Looking it, forward to that. There, there is so much going on here in social, in the sense of social transformation. Yanela Diko, you will be asking your political fellows for, for a bigger uh, commission or inquiry into banking? Indeed. Are you talking Indeed. to the Zizis and I'm the to- Cyrils? Are they I'm listening? I'm talking to the MPs. I'm talking to the MPs. I think there is a huge appetite for this because people are starting to see that 
um, without the ANC getting into the, the nitty-gritties of the okay. fixes and the spreads and how the markets are working, we're not going to ever break the back of this and create this radical transformation. So uh, everyone really is, is okay. happy with this suggestion. So when this thing happens, right, Malibongo and I, we, we want, uh, what do they call it? Uh, Politi- political passes. We want those little lanyard things, <laughs> Mali, that says we were invited. We are here, comrades. Indeed, we are here. We are right in front, yeah? I, I yeah, want yeah. to sit there with your Naladiko and go, look now what you've done. Uh, no, you no. We're... You heard it first from Cape Town. Yes. And we, we will be chatting to you soon. Yanala, thank Indeed. you. I know that people can find you on the Daily yeah. Maverick. If you don't know where the Daily Maverick is, just, uh, you know, I say goggle. Just goggle Daily Maverick, you'll find it. Or go to www.dailymaverick.co.za. I think it's .co.za. Yonala Diko, thank you so much for your time. Now go back to your regular job, spokesperson uh, in the Western Cape. 